Hello, Ryerson. You're listening to Blue and Gold. From the Ryersonian, I'm your host, Sidra Jaffrey. The pandemic has had a profound effect on nearly all aspects of our lives, including how we find and maintain romantic relationships. The lockdown in March meant some couples were separated and others were confined together indefinitely. For those who enter the pandemic single, finding a partner became a whole new ballgame, with bars closed, parties non-existent, and social gatherings limited. Today, I speak with Brooklyn Johnson, an early childhood education student at Centennial College, who shares how dating has changed for them during the pandemic. Then I talk to Mahira Sayed, a Ryerson social work student who has been through her fair share of talking stages during the pandemic. Next, I speak with Jen Kirsch, a Ryerson graduate and relationship expert, who will share her wisdom on how to find love and maintain the spark during these unusual times. Finally, Toronto resident Sam, who does not want to be disclosed by her full name, comes on to talk about how the pandemic has forced her and her partner to go from seeing each other every day to navigating the challenges of a long-distance relationship. Brooklyn Johnson has been through a few socially distanced dates during the pandemic, but while staying six feet apart, can there still be a spark? Hi, Brooklyn. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you. No worries. Um, so you told me that you used to be in a three-month relationship at the starting of the pandemic. Is this correct? Yes. Do you want to talk a little more about that? Yeah, sure. So I didn't really start dating until 2020, which is probably the worst year to start dating. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we met online and we're dating for about three months or so um, before it ended. Mm-hmm. And where'd you, where'd you meet them online? Um, it was actually on a, I like to call it Christian Tinder. It's called Faith, but the app is like S-P-H. Mm-hmm. There's no like vowels in it. Um, but yeah, we met on that. Awesome. And what month was it when you got into the relationship? Was it right at the beginning of COVID? It was March, so pretty much around that time. <laughs> was it before lockdown or just during lo- lockdown? Um, I would say just as lockdown started. Um, like all of our dates were virtual because I was quarantining mm-hmm. to stay safe. But and would you yeah, say? It was COVID that impacted your relationship? Yeah, definitely. I think it's, a little bit, it's hard to build intimacy in a new relationship, particularly when you don't know the person, when you can't see them, like, in person. Like, the, the guy I was dating for that time, like, doesn't live far away from my house at all. He was, like, literally a 15-minute drive, but to be safe, like, we didn't go. Okay, and what are the hurdles you guys had to face when COVID was around? Um, so I was still working um i like i work at Starbucks, so i'm an essential employee quote quote um so i was still working so for me like i was trying to limit the amount of contact i did anywhere um but he wasn't working so it was a little bit hard to like match schedules because he was used to like not doing anything all day whereas i had to like go to work and do stuff Hmm. 
So what would you say was the major like overlying issue of the, if you want to get into it, it's a little, it's probably a touchy subject, but if you would like to get into it, yeah, for sure. So Um, what was the overarching problem? um, I think the main issue with communication, when you don't know someone, like tone of voice is really hard to convey through like texting. Um, We did have a couple phone dates or whatever, and we talked about something a little bit better. So do you feel like your relationship would have gone a lot better if the lockdown never happened? Probably. Um, another big factor in the ending of it is that this person was talking to other people at the same time. So, hmm. like, I guess that's kind of how that worked out. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, yeah, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so after that ended, I know you're, um, using dating apps now. Did you start right away after it ended or was it a bit of time after? Um, I took a little bit of time just for like myself because I really wanted to reflect on why I was pursuing a relationship or pursuing people in general, given the circumstances with not being able to do certain things. I was like, Hey, is this really what you want? Do you really want to build like connection and then potentially not see this person or have like strict restrictions go down. How has the dating experience been during COVID for you then? I think it's been really interesting because from my from my perspective there are two types of guys when you're online. There is the I also want to stay safe and like just get to know you. Then there's the I don't care about COVID, like come to my house right now. Oh my. And I definitely have, like, had conversations with men who were looking just to have sex or a quick one-night stand or whatever while in the middle of a pandemic, which is not something that I want to do because I want to keep my family safe. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That makes sense. And you wouldn't do what, like, Doug Ford said, where you wear your mask while you while you do anything yeah. like that. Yeah, no. That's not cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cute. We get that. So have you been on any proper social distancing dates or Zoom calls since? Yeah, so I've had Zoom dates. I've had, like, a phone call one. And then tomorrow, actually, I'm going out. But, like, for, like, a... I've done, like, social distance, like, walk dates before. Where, like, they see on the other side of the sidewalk. And we could, like, walk and talk. And they was outside. And it was during the summertime when a lot of the restrictions were kind of lifted. Mm-hmm. Um... And then I actually have a date this weekend in museum, um, so that there's still enough space to distance and like mask their fire side. Yeah, that's great. That's really good to hear. And do you find that these dates are still effective, or do you have to kind of work harder to make it more of a connection? I find it to work a little bit hard to make it more of a connection. Um, again, when you interact with someone without your usual self, if that makes sense. Um, you're meeting someone under the pretenses that, like, this is still a pandemic. I still want to remain safe. I still want to get to know you, but I can't really express myself fully because there are either government restrictions or personal safety restrictions in place. So what are your boundaries when you go on, like, a socially distanced walk or date? Like, how do you try to stay safe while also maintaining this connection? I personally wear a mask, and I ask the person to wear a mask whenever possible, um, just to limit the spread. I've been on like a dinner date before, and that one was a little bit interesting because you didn't have to wear a mask when you're eating, 
Um, but like before that, after that, um, I try and limit physical contact whenever possible. I will say it's definitely more fun dating during COVID, honestly, because there is no pressure to actually interact with the person, if that makes sense. Like you can have conversations and if it doesn't go anywhere, there's no stress you're going to see them on campus or anything like that because you're not. That's a very interesting take on it. I never thought about it like that. So that's really cool to hear that. You meet people, you interact, and if you don't click, you don't have to deal with the like, oh, dang it, now he knows where I live, or now he, like, in my experience as a woman dating, like, can be really, like, hard when it comes to dating men online, because you don't know who they are. And I find that I've had friends just instances where, like, your safety is at risk. Whereas when you're kind of doing during COVID, your safety is not at risk because you are uh, typically staying home or in a public space of distance or something at the start. And thank you so much for being here, Brooklyn. I really appreciate it. Of course, no worries. Mahira Sayed is a social work student at Ryerson who has been seeing someone since August, that someone being her roommate. While social distancing has not wreaked much havoc inside Sayed's relationship, she says that bubbling up with a partner comes with a different set of challenges. So I was on Tinder and Bumble during the pandemic, and it was honestly a really weird experience because I've been on dating apps for several years. But it's basically just like you're in the talking phase for literally months. It's like the idea of a date is going on like a Netflix party with them. So like you spend so much time like really getting to know the person. I feel like I had such long in-depth discussions with the people I would be like meeting on Tinder. Neither of us really had that much to do besides like bake bread. So you're saying if you wanted to kind of get into dating during the pandemic, you'd have to be very committed. <laughs> Not, I wouldn't say like very committed, but I would just say that it doesn't have that immediate, like, let's just like meet up, grab drinks. Like, um, it usually would be with like Tinder. It's just a lot more of like actually getting to know the person, I would say, opposed to like, oh, hey, like, I find you cute. Like, let's go meet at like a pub. It's very much like you can't really do that right now, and especially because like the weather's dang colder, that there's less like common areas to meet up in. So it's more just like you're really talking to the person. At the end of the day, you're also like, what is the point? Yeah, for sure. When you went on dates during the pandemic, were they socially distanced or were they more on Zoom or on Netflix party? Well, in the first beginning of the pandemic, when it was like, really hitting at like the beginning of like spring and everyone was like new to the idea of COVID. I like would only do like socially distant dates where I would like message people and like we'd do like Netflix party, but I wasn't actually meeting up with people. Around like July-ish, I started doing like socially distant park dates instead, just because like we were able to keep our distance, but then like you can obviously meet in person and like kind of get the idea if you have a connection with someone easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you say you'd have to work kind of harder to be more interested or kind of make that connection when you were talking to them? Not really, but there is also that level of like discomfort or at least like I felt on my part. It's just because like 
on one hand, it is a pandemic. So then you feel like super kind of guilty in a sense that you're even bothering to go out, even if it's socially distant for something as like vapid or like not vapid, but as small as like a date, which you don't necessarily need to do. And since that time, you started seeing someone in August, right? Yeah, it's honestly kind of a funny one. Like it's like a little entertaining and very Corona esque. <laughs> so wait. me and um my two friends were moving into a four bedroom house, and we needed to find a fourth roommate. So we we're messaging people on like Facebook housing sites to see like if anyone would want to take the fourth room in our apartment. And one of the people that we ended up talking to was this guy that is a TA at York that happened to move in and be my roommate. And then after a little bit of him living here, we started hooking up and we've been kind of seeing each other since like August now. (laughs) That's a great story. We love when COVID brings people together. (laughs) I know. And you just start seeing your roommate. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Just constantly living with him. That's great. (laughs) it's like if you can't go on dates in real life might as well live with them <laughs> yeah might as well just start seeing my roommate it makes it more convenient for everyone <laughs> <laughs> basically so it kind of impacted your relationship positively i, I can see right <laughs> like yeah i would say so <laughs> like we've both kind of brought up the idea like would we be seeing each other and would we start seeing each other if we weren't forced to be around each other all the time Mm -hmm. and I personally think that we would have but I think that the pace wouldn't have happened so quickly so you guys are are dating or you guys are boyfriend and girlfriend or we're not exclusive no but Mm -hmm. like we've just kind of been seeing each other and we're not really seeing other people okay that's cool (laughs) it is a pandemic still so yeah um would you say the pandemic kind of put any negative impacts on your relationship Definitely, like, it's more of the same negative impacts that I'm sure, like, a lot of people have, like, dealt with, where it's, you, again, like, anyone that has roommates, where you're constantly around them, and you're not able to see as many people as you would like, and it's just, like, you can't get as much space as, like, you would desire, because, like, what are you gonna do? Don't meet up with your friends, you can't really do that as often, and a lot of people aren't as down to even meet up with like a social distance which is totally fair so it just kind of leaves you with like such a small bubble and especially if you're like seeing the person that you constantly live with it can be like overwhelming at times so whenever you guys need an escape that's kind of hard because the only place you can go is like your room right yeah and it's like we also live in like a four-bedroom apartment but it's only like one floor Mm-hmm. so it's not even like we can like hide on separate floors or just like it's a very like open apartment it's like very open style like lots of windows so it's very much like you see everyone in the house like you'll go hang out in the living room and like you can still look into the kitchen or like there's not a lot of places to hide basically mm. so since you're kind of quarantining with this person that you're seeing are your dates like do you go on dates that are more outside or do you just chill in your room and watch movies or anything like that it honestly depends like when the weather was warmer we would walk around or like even like go to the islands with like our friends and stuff like that or just like small little adventures like we went to the ago or like we'll go to like a park or something but since the weather's been colder we're kind of just like binging Buffy and like maybe like we carved pumpkins with like our other roommates as well but it's just like it's very homey I would say is the word for it 
Is there anything you'd like to add that maybe would help listeners who are kind of not as hopeful about relationships or anything like that? Honestly, I think right now, like, things are extremely difficult. If, like, you're not finding love or, like, a relationship right now, I think that's completely okay. And I think also this is, like, the perfect time to just, like, focus on yourself and what you feel like you could do just as, like, an individual to better yourself opposed to, like, looking for anyone else. When I was using, like, Tinder or, like, Bumble during the pandemic, I found it kind of disappointing and I just kind of realized it just felt kind of pointless and empty for, like, the first half, which is why, like, I kind of stopped. And honestly, it was, that was one thing I did actually really enjoy with quarantine was I was able to like cook food for myself a little bit more or just even like if I had time to just like focus more on myself, it's not always the most convenient or best time to like find love and that's completely okay. That's a great message. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Yeah, no worries. Jen Kirsch is a Ryerson graduate and relationship coach whose podcasting and writing about relationships has been featured in places like Elle, Women's Health, and the Huffington Post. Today, Jen shares her wisdom on how to find love and maintain the spark during these abnormal times. So today we're talking about relationships during COVID. Now, it's no secret how disconnected the pandemic can make people feel when they're away from their loved ones. How do you think couples can make long distance work during this time? I think, like, the biggest thing is definitely communication. So I say that in in many different ways. So communicating at first, you know, what your expectations are. If you're going to be far away from each other or from a distance, you need to communicate, you know, how often do you want to talk? Do you want it to be video chat? You guys need to be very clear on what your needs are from the get-go so no one builds up any resentment during this time because it's already a crazy time as it is. So communicate your needs on what type of communication you want to have, how often, and what forms you want to have it in. I think that's first and foremost the most important thing when it comes to dealing with long-distance relationships during this pandemic. So do you have any tips and tricks for that and for people who are kind of dealing with emotional struggles in the relationship during this time? Yeah, absolutely. I would say just be clear when something emerges and don't wait too long to bring something up. So if you need, you find that you need more attention now more than ever from your partner, share that with them. I think that we like to assume that partners should read minds or they know what we want or if only they were a good enough partner that, you know, they would do X, Y, Z. But if you're not sharing your needs for that, no one's going to know to do it. Some great things that people could do or tips or tricks, if you will, during the pandemic is, you know, if you're separated from your partner, whether it's Uber Eats or any delivery service or subscription service, you could send something to their home within your budget just to show that you care. So, for example, you could do a date night and order the same meal for both of you from the same place or something like that that you are sharing that and having a moment together. Another thing I find a lot of couples are doing are going on video chats and watching the same shows or the same movies at the same time. I think that we need to constantly be connected but also picking parts of the same thing so we could deepen our bond even though physically we're separated. Mm-hmm. So always see each other and always talk to each other and kind of express your emotions so you don't feel like you're left in the dark. Yeah, don't feel like you're left in the dark, but also 
you know, now is a great opportunity to still woo your partner. You know, still show them that you're interested, that you're thinking about them. Maybe you're saving money by not going to restaurants or date nights and stuff. So doing something sweet for them, like surprising them, whether it's with flowers, whether it's with a meal of food, whether it's with a subscription service, some wine, something like that could really go a long way and make someone feel, you know, admired and desired. I often talk about the five love languages, and one of the love languages is acts of service. So if your partner is someone, you know, that, that feels seen and loved by gift giving, that's a great way to go around that by making them still feel fulfilled. That's really sweet. I never thought about it like that. I, of course, yeah. knew. Yeah, I of course, knew about the communication <laughs> aspect, but gifting things to them and kind of sharing things with them is very interesting. Right, and it doesn't need to be outside your budget either. Yeah. yeah. So people who aren't in relationships, um, people have continued to seek out a romantic interest using things such as dating apps and have been going on a variety of modified dates, like going on um, socially distanced dates or going on Zoom calls. Do you think it's possible to find someone you like through Zoom and Skype and all of these applications? Absolutely. I think as long as someone is open to uh, the opportunity to meet people online, whether it's, you know, on a Zoom call or through a dating app, then that's fine. Just put in the work to do it. Don't expect something to just fall on your lap, if you will. Um, do the work, take the time, and just because you may not connect with someone or they seem really creepy doesn't mean everyone else on that app or through these means is the same way. I think that we're really quick to have a bad experience and write it off and be like, oh, let's wait till after the pandemic. We don't know when this thing is gonna end. So put yourself out there and try, I, I wouldn't just subscribe to one way of meeting someone, you know, go on Zoom chats, maybe there's a music night you could go to, see what activities are going on in your area that have moved to online, but also use, use the apps as well, because you're going to have more luck on the more forums that you're engaging on. Hmm, yeah, for sure. Have you ever had any clients or anything like that who have kind of had negative experiences from dating apps that made them push it away and never try it again? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel a little disappointed. And as much as I try to encourage people to go back on, people are going to, we get in our ways. And, you know, I don't even necessarily want to highlight the bad experiences people have had, because I don't, I don't want anyone to feel like you should stay lonely. I think it's really important to connect with people, especially during this time and have communication. But be aware, all, all I'll say is be aware and attentive to red flags. Trust your instincts, even through a screen. You can tell if there's a connection or not. The conversation's flowing. You know, are they getting too aggressive for you? Are they sending you pictures or maybe texts that are making you feel uncomfortable or that are maybe more sexually based and you're looking for something more serious? Be attuned to that and notice these things from the get-go. And if you want to speak up or set the tone differently, let them know. But if not, maybe move to the next one. I think my biggest takeaway is that now is a really difficult time to find someone. We're feeling lonely. We want someone to relate to. We want to keep up the sort of that energy we had before COVID hit when it comes to dating and finding the right partner. And it's out there just because you maybe can't see someone physically because of distance or your comfort level. That's okay. Maybe be open to outdoor dates, wear a mask, 
you know, make sure you're being safe, but put yourself out there. It's such a great time to meet someone because I find that the dating has slowed down in the sense that people are taking more time to get to know one another. People aren't jumping through the hoops because it's not about hooking up right now anymore because we're in the middle of the pandemic. It's more about genuinely getting to know someone who they are at the core, sharing memories, sharing moments, creating memories together, whether it's through text or a dating app or, you know, phone calls, voice notes. There's so many things these days at our fingertips to connect with people. So, you know, put yourself out there and try not to be too worried about rejection now because I think everyone's sort of on the same page. Thank you. That was really good advice. Finally, I speak with Sam, who had gotten used to seeing her boyfriend every day back when they both lived in Toronto. But when COVID-19 started spreading, he moved to Ottawa, forcing the couple to trade in their in-person dates for FaceTime chats and Netflix parties. Here, Sam talks about how the couple has adapted to this new challenge. Currently, I'm in a long-distance relationship and my boyfriend lives four hours away. And what city does he live in? Ottawa. When did you get into your relationship? In my first year, so 2018, fall semester. Um, What was your relationship like prior to COVID? We actually both lived downtown for school. So we were basically seeing each other every single day and staying at each other's places. So it it was a lot of hanging out. So you would say you knew each other pretty well. You were very close. Yeah. And how did COVID kind of impact your situation, your relationship? Really, it was the March 15th date that he left, which was um, like two weeks before my birthday. So it was very hard because also we had plans for my birthday and I was turning 20 and I didn't get to celebrate with him or anyone. And it's, it's been very hard because I can't really go up due to having people who are high risk in my family. Mm-hmm. And he can't come visit. So it's been hard to stay motivated. But we both know that it's worth it, so we're trying to work through it as best as we can. Was there any point that is memorable during COVID that kind of defined how it's been during lockdown? Yeah, I think end of June, we had a call where we were going to decide if we were going to just end it altogether. And we actually had a very deep conversation about what the future looks like and if it's worth it for both of us. And although it was very hard to talk about it as in we thought we were breaking up, it actually made us realize that we want to keep going and push through this hard time. Prior to the call, I was a little nervous because I wasn't really sure what he would say if he wanted to just call it or not. And I just kept myself open to the possibility that it could be over. I'm not going to tell anyone no when they wanted to leave me. Mm -hmm. So I just said, I'm going to be open about what happens. And then during the call, I was all tears because I was very overwhelmed with the fact that we were both feeling so doubtful about it but also we're holding on to this little bit of hope that it wouldn't be so bad. Mm-hmm. And that emotion actually turned into, oh my God, <laughs> we both feel the same way. Like, this is not, it's not a bad thing. And I think that's where I kind of re- realized from then, like, it's going to be hard and there's going to be doubts, but then we're just going to work through it. Leading up to that date, was it kind of like you knew that that conversation was coming? Or did you not know and then suddenly one of, one of you sprung it on the other? I think I knew. I'm not sure my boyfriend knew. Um, he was the one who's feeling probably more doubtful at the time. 
at the very beginning of March, I was the more doubtful one. And I think I ended up asking him, like, where do you see us in the future? And that made him spark the conversation. And that's why I was unsure about what was going to be the outcome of the call. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wanted to do it and in person as much as we could. So on the phone instead of like over text. And what kind of hurdles did you have to kind of overcome to decide that? I think just the biggest hurdle is just not knowing. I know everyone's facing that right now, but just not knowing when the next time you'll see each other is. And what have you been doing to try to stay connected? We FaceTime our call almost every day. Um, Every day is excessive, but like whenever we have free time because we both work, but we also play video games together um, because that's a good way to hang out but not actually talk. And we often don't talk on the calls. We just do our daily lives together. So when was the last time you got to see them? Actually got to go up last week or reading week for 14 days and quarantine for the full 14 days with him. Was that the first time since the lockdown? I saw him once more for his birthday, and that's been it. Okay. If you could do all of this again, would you kind of find a way to quarantine together, or would you try to do it the same way that it went? I think we do it the same way that it went, just because both of us have grown as people, more importantly than as a couple. And we both agreed that when when we're working on ourselves and growing as individuals, it actually helps our relationship become stronger. Since that conversation, do you feel like you aren't dealing with as many hurdles anymore, or is it still the same kind of difficulties? I wouldn't say it's the same type of difficulties. I think it's a bit better, um, but with like different difficulties of just, again, not knowing when COVID's going to end mm-hmm. or get a vaccine. And that's been the main part, but I think a lot better. Awesome. Thank you so much. No worries. Good luck with everything. Here's what else we are covering this week. As restrictions have affected industries that traditionally employ many students, Najud Al-Maliz will be looking at how students are managing part-time work. Joshua Scott and Alex Sear are exploring how Ryerson plans to mitigate cheating in the upcoming exam season, all while respecting webcam privacy. And I will be talking to Mary Porto on the Girl Guides of Canada National Communications Team to discuss how the Girl Guides have been adapting their cookie fundraisers to the pandemic. That's all for this week's Blue and Gold. Thanks a lot for listening. Catch up with us next week for more of your community's top stories. Blue and Gold is a production of the Ryersonian and Ryerson School of Journalism. I'm your host, Siddha Jaffrey, and our executive producers are Jasmine Ratch, Najud Almaliz, and Alex Sear. Our editor-in-chief is Patrick Swadden, and our managing editor is Michelle Allen. Our instructors are Peter Bakajord and H.G. Watson. Until next time. <laughs>